0: Gil Martin here, the locked on road to the NHL trade deadline continues and no team was busier on trade deadline day than the Minnesota Wild. They make three deals to add some depth and with us to talk about each of these three deals is Seth Tupel and uh, Seth, let's get to the first one. Uh, Jordan Greenway going from Minnesota to Buffalo, uh, a second round pick in this year's draft, a fifth rounder in
1: 2024. Are you happy with the return for Jordan Greenway? This is a home run for Bill Guerin, in my opinion, because we know Jordan Greenway is a physical, defensive-oriented forward that often frustrates people with the potential he shows, but he just hasn't been able to put it all together at the NHL level. And in a draft this year that is as loaded as this One is getting one of those guys that are going to fall out of the first round, but are still first round talents is massive and not having to retain any salary. Buffalo just took the whole thing, which makes this even better Um, with all the other moves that the wild had made. You kind of wondered if Greenway was going to be on the block. And uh, props to Bill Guerin for finding a trade partner that was willing to pay that high of a price. I think this is a fantastic move for Bill Guerin that helps both now and years from now by just getting that contract off the books. Yeah, it sounds like a, a good move. And
0: and look, Greenway was more or less a, a bottom six kind of a guy; wasn't going to have a major role on the Wild down the stretch. The Wild also adding John Klingberg from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for a fourth rounder in 2025, Andre Schuster and the rights to Nikita Nestor,
1: Nestor Yanko. Uh, what does Klingberg add to the mix? You know, it's funny because Kalen Addison has been the, uh, the defenseman, the quarterback for the top power play unit for the Wild, uh pretty much all season. And so, I kind of wonder at this one, but I mean, Klingberg obviously has quite a pedigree as a defenseman in this league. And so you, I think, are looking to upgrade at the power play. You're also, I think, trying to get a higher floor. He may not be a better defenseman than Addison, but uh, I think you're looking for just more of a steadying presence. Addison has been uh, scratched at times this year for uh, for defensive issues uh as the team has called it and so i suppose you're just looking for a more steadying veteran presence and i think this is just trying to um have some insurance as well i've seen a lot of people suggest that uh, maybe the jonas brodeen injury is a little more serious than has been thought but I mean, he's he's a guy that has played in this league a long time and knows what it takes to uh, to navigate throughout the playoffs while obviously in the thick of the playoff push. And so I'm interested to see how it plays out because I think there are a couple of different things you can do with the line combos uh, with Klingberg in the mix. What do you think is
0: the best option?
1: You know, I I think you put him in that top power play unit and you maybe put him in a role in which he has less minutes defensively on the ice. So maybe he ends up being a third line pairing for this team, but also we have to keep into consideration that Jared Spurgeon uh, is, is a pretty good defenseman. And so maybe you shelter him by pairing him up with Spurgeon. I don't know that they necessarily want to move Jake Middleton off that pairing. They've been sensational over the last um, couple of months, but I, I think they could maybe do something like that. Uh, when Jonas Brodine ro- returns is just trying to shelter him that way. I think he could end up playing up and down the lineup uh, in the decor when he uh, gets integrated in. Yeah.
0: sounds like he could have a, a number of different roles depending on availability and then whatever chemistry gets developed Final deal of the day, as far as we know, uh, Minnesota gets Oscar Sundquist from Detroit for a fourth round pick in the 2023 draft. What does Sundquist add to the lineup?
1: So what I have seen in reaction uh, to this trade is that Sundquist is he's a very cerebral player. And I've seen discussed that he may be a guy that factors into the fourth line. You've got Ryan Reeves there right now. You have Connor Dewar, who is uh, a PK specialist for this team, shorthanded goal specialist, and also plays fourth line minutes. And so maybe Sunquist ends up being the center of that line. And then you move Dewar to the, uh, the left wing. I would say for those that maybe are concerned about Dewar losing ice time, that I think this impacts Mason Shaw more than uh, than it does Connor Dewar so it, it is interesting because all of these moves seem to fill pretty clearly defined spots you have Marcus Johansson who was acquired last week who is going to slot in on that second line this now bumps Marcus Felino to the third line to take Jordan Greenway's spot when he returns from injury and then Sundquist it seems is probably destined for that fourth line so You've added pieces that can fill roles on all three of those lines. And then, of course, you've got Gustav Nyquist, who could be ready to go before the regular season is done for the postseason. And then you can slot him in uh, in one of those spots, too. So it from a depth perspective, the Wild have accrued a lot of depth, which you always need in the postseason. And so uh, with that and the fact that uh, they were able to get some assets back for Jordan Greenway, pretty solid deadline for Bill Guerin. Yeah, sounds that way.
0: Sounds like Minnesota is a, a deeper team, and that will certainly help them uh, uh, when they make their playoff push. Be sure to check out Locked On Wild for more on these deals and all things Minnesota Wild. and we'll Keep it dialed in to Locked On NHL all along the road to the NHL trade deadline. This is the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.